What's going on guys, your boy Elroy here and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA Podcast. A very, very special episode of YBE MMA. This is actually the 115th upload on the YBE MMA feed. So I thank you so much to anybody that has listened. Um, I've been going strong, strong for the last few years every week and sometimes twice a week which uh will be back eventually but I am so grateful to be here every week I love the sport and we will continue to cover this sport and we have a jam-packed week of news for you guys a lot of things happening outside of the UFC and MMA in general just a ton going on so let's get right into it But first, if you have yet to review or rate the podcast, do me a favor and please do so on whatever platform you listen to to it on, whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Play, please do me a favor, leave that five stars, that's how more people find us, and uh, if you think it's good enough for your friends to listen to, do me a favor, hit that five stars, I would really appreciate it. Let's get into it. So first off, we had a huge announcement earlier this week from Bellator. Uh, We got the news last week that they were planning a big announcement this week. And did they come out swinging? Bellator announced an exclusive partnership with Showtime. Uh, They will be airing exclusively on Showtime from now on. This will be starting with Bellator 255 on April 2nd, headlined by Pitbull versus Emmanuel Sanchez for the flyweight, or um, I'm sorry, for the featherweight title. This is um, one of the last fights in that featherweight Grand Prix, the winner going on to face AJ McKee. Obviously, this is a title fight as well. Um, And then we had a great announcement about a light heavyweight Grand Prix. So let's go over that bracket. Let's go over the matchups. Eight men. These are the matchups for the first round. Starting off, you guys asked for it. Bellator delivered. Anthony Johnson versus Yoel Romero. We have the first Defense for Vadim Nemkov versus Phil Davis. We have Ryan Bader versus Leota Mishida 2. And then finally, we have Corey Anderson versus... Ooh, what a name. Devletson Yagshimurdov. I probably butchered that, but yes, that is the last fight for the light heavyweight Grand Prix. Bellator also announced that Ryan Bader will continue to be their heavyweight champion throughout this, and they are planning on possibly having a interim title fight. Also, they announced a bunch of events, but one to look out for is Bellator 258, headlined for the Bantamweight Championship, Juan Archuleta versus Sergio Pettis. So, 
Bellator matchmakers going hard in the pain. I think they did a great job um, announcing all these things for going forward on Showtime. Uh, I think the last thing we saw on Showtime, who Elite XC or something like that. Um, it's been a while. Obviously, Showtime is looking to capitalize on a combat sports weekend, having Bellator on their new night Friday. Um, coupled with Showtime Boxing on Saturdays. So I think that's a great partnership, and I am quite looking forward to see what they, what Bellator could do on a larger platform like Showtime. Um, staying outside of the UFC for a bit, let's talk about the PFL. We heard what they announced um, for the other weight classes and the two that were left were men's heavyweight and women's lightweight. So the rosters were revealed. Some of the notable names from the heavyweights. Um, obviously, returning champion, undefeated, Ali Isayev, along with the brother of Kamaru Usman, Mohamed Usman, um, former UFC fighter Justin Willis, as well as former champion Fabricio Verdum. Moving on to the women's lightweight, the only two notable names that I took note of was Kayla Harrison and Larissa Pacheco. So that is the PFL. Uh, I'm looking for them to have a very fun year this coming year, especially after having off last year. Let's talk about the UFC since they are the most prominent combat sports organization and obviously this podcast covers them a ton because they have the most news the most fighters they're the biggest organization so let's get into it uh this week there was a interview with Dana White and Brett Brett Akimoto some key notes uh Dana continuing to say that he will not strip Khabib of the title, even though he's being contradicting, saying, you know, oh, we'll see how these fights play out. Then the, you know, the two best performances will face each other for the title. (sighs) It's just a mess. Uh, I don't expect Khabib to come back and he keeps reiterating, oh, Khabib said he won't hold up the division, blah, 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 blah. Well, we'll see because it sure seems like he is, especially after the master masterful performance that Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler had two weeks ago. Also, he stated that Hamzat Shemaev still has not been cleared um, due to COVID-19, so the fight is off once again. Um, Unfortunately, uh, his lungs have not yet recovered. Um... Also, Ryan Hall is out of his fight versus Dan Ige. And Johnny Walker is out with a torn pectoral muscle, which is devastating for that young guy, man. He, you know, blew out his shoulder a few years back. He was out for about a year. And now he has a torn pec. We can only expect, you know, another 8 to 12 months with that. Um, But Anthony Smith is stepping in. Uh, to face Jimmy Crute. So that's a great replacement for Jimmy Crute. Moving on, while we're talking about interviews, uh, we had a Nate Diaz interview. And honestly, uh, 
I urge everyone to listen to it. I always enjoy listening to Nate Diaz talk. But uh, not much from this. You know, he claims that he'll be back this year, you know, April or May. Um, He's not looking to fight at 155, but he wants to fight Charles Oliveira or Dustin Poirier, two of the best 155ers out there. He's like, oh, well, we can fight at 165 or 170. Not happening. Um, Nate, sorry to burst your bubble. (laughs) But uh, yeah, already, you know, Dustin Poirier said he would enjoy the fight at a closer, you know, much closer to his weight, his natural weight. And uh, Oliveira already says it, belt or bust. You know, he doesn't, he's not looking for any of these fun fights. He just wants to fight for the belt. So that's really all we got from the Nate Diaz interview. Um, Like I said, if I were you, I'd go check it out. It is a fun interview to listen to. I really hope that they do. Him versus Tony. That's the fight I want to see. Um, And you can do that at 170 because Tony isn't much of a 155-er. You know, he's not really in that race anymore. Let's talk about some fight announcements, though. Uh, We went over the Bellator stuff, so let's go over over some other stuff. Donald Cerrone versus Diego Sanchez in Diego Sanchez's final fight. And we have the rebooking of Dominic Reyes versus Yuri Prohaska for May. So that's it for fight announcements. Let's talk about UFC on ESPN Plus, Volkov versus Overeem. Uh, We started off the night. This was a really fun card. I'll just put that out there. Um, I think that these cards that go really, really under the radar, I think they tend to deliver way over deliver, especially with the main event and the co-main event. Uh, What a scene. But we'll start off in the early prelims. First fight of the night at featherweight. O'Day Osborne destroys Jerome Rivera in the first round. Then we capped off the prelims with a devastating knockout in the second round. By Devontae Smith, the returning Devontae Smith after about 18 months over Justin Janes, who took the fight on extremely short notice. But uh, it's good to see Devontae Smith back in the win column. Then we move on to the main card, starting off with Danilo Marquez getting a submission victory over Mike Rodriguez. We had my personal fight of the night at lightweight, Benil Darius. Over Carlos Diego Fajeda. That fight was so much fun. Um, Benio talking about afterwards that he thinks that both these guys should have been fighting top five contenders. Uh, I think after this, Benio Darius is that much closer to, you know, he's he's cracking the top ten now. We had the flyweight debut of Manil Cape. Just wasn't enough for Alexandre Pantoja. Um, I think that he suffered from... uh, I don't know how serious he took the fight. He wasn't throwing a lot. He just wasn't that active. And kind of bummed me out. Because I've seen his rising rise in fights. And I know how good he is. And for him to show up like that against Pantoja... It's just not going to cut it in the UFC. Uh, we had a really fun performance by Clay Guida over Michael Johnson. Clay Guida, always fun to watch. 
and then moving on to the co-main event. If this isn't knockout of the year by the end of the year, we're in for a very special, special year. Corey Sanhagen, flying knee on Frankie Edgar at 28 seconds of the very first round, puts Frankie Edgar's lights out. This was devastating. Um, I've never seen Frankie Edgar get knocked out like that. And Corey Sanhagen was just a man possessed, as they say. Um, in all honesty, I'm going to tell you the God honest truth. When Corey Sanhagen came out, I thought that he was a little over excited and it kind of worried me. I thought going into this, that's a very dangerous thing to be, uh, but it worked out in his favor and he was able to flatline Frankie Edgar, uh, saying afterwards, <laughs> maybe one of my favorite quotes of the year thus far and we'll get into another really good one later on but this one was fantastic and surpasses it Corey Sanhagen saying hey if I get to uh I want the winner of the Bantamweight title fight if it's Peter Yan it's a fresh matchup if it's Aljermain Sterling I owe that guy a nap and I plan to give it to him that night in June so Big, big words coming from Corey Sanhagen, man. He showed the hell out. Um, I think that he should not take any other fight. I think that it's title fight or bust for him. He is so fantastic, and he proved that he is a top three contender against Frankie Edgar. Wow, what a performance, Corey Sanhagen. Then we move on to the main event. Alexander Volkov, man, he just looked so damn good finishing Alistair Overeem in the second round. Um, you could see how timid Overeem was from the beginning, that first exchange. He throws himself right against the cage, puts his hands up. Um, I like that they pointed out that he might have been, you know, sparring and in his training camp using kickboxing gloves. Because his defense was really low and Alexander Volkov was just catching him. And his kicks are so devastating, man. And he, he breaks Overeem's nose, gets him all bloodied up, and then finishes him in the second round, man. Volkov, I don't see him, you know, reaching for that title shot anytime soon just because of the way the heavyweight division has been the last few years. But if he continues to go on a run like this, he's he's going to make himself undeniable as I've been saying um just you know a few back-to-back -back performances that were incredible as well as you know remember he was defeating Derek Lewis before he got knocked out and yes we have the uh Curtis Blades domination but everybody takes that L to Curtis Blades if you're not knocking him out so that was UFC on ESPN plus uh I thought it delivered I thought it was a great fight. If you haven't seen the Corey Sanhagen knockout, where the hell have you been? Wow. And Volkov, again, just so damn good, man. Those kicks, he is devastating. Uh, but we move on. We also had BKFC, Paige Van Zandt's debut. Um, Paige Van Zandt did not get the job done, which I expected uh, Brittany Hart was able to outlast her. Uh, Paige did show 
a lot of heart in there, but she just couldn't get it done. Uh, there was a fight actually earlier than night, earlier in the night, that I would like everybody to see: <laughs> Taylor Starling versus Carissa Sigala. That was violent. So if you like violence, go check that out. Um, also, Chris Lieben gets the first round finish and goes out and retires. So congratulations to Chris Lieben on a hell of a career. Say what you want about the man, but uh, he really turned his life around. Congratulations to him. Moving on to this upcoming weekend, we have UFC 258. Uh, starting off with the fight night prelims from the UFC Apex, uh, we got we got killer fights on this fight pass prelims. Starting off in women's flyweight, Jillian Robertson versus Miranda Maverick. Miranda Maverick, one of the fighters to watch this year. I think that she is going to be a title contender very very soon. She is a problem. Then we move on to welterweight. One of my favorite contender series fighters, Philip Rowe versus Gabe Green. And then the showcase fight on Fight Pass, Ricky Simone versus Brian Kelleher at featherweight. Moving on to the ESPN prelims, we have Andre Yule versus Chris Gutierrez. Then we have at women's strawweight, Pollyanna Viana versus Mallory Martin and then we have finally at welterweight this fight has been booked for a really long time Bilal Muhammad versus Diego Lima and then the main the prelims main event Hadolfo Vieira undefeated middleweight against Anthony Hernandez Hadolfo Vieira killer jiu-jitsu practitioner uh, someone to really keep an eye out on, especially on this card. If he can perform, it's going to be extremely, extremely interesting to see where his career goes after that night. Moving on to the main card, we start off with the returning Julian Marquez. After two or three years, man, we haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, versus Mackie Patolo. We have a lightweight fight, two veterans, Jim Miller versus Bobby Green. We have a middleweight scrap, Kelvin Gaslam versus Ian Heinish. That should be a fun fight. Uh, Ian Heinish looking to crack the top 10. And then we have, uh, for the co-main event, wow, Alexa Grasso versus Macy Barber, the returning Macy Barber, thrown right into a co-main event. Congratulations to these girls. I think this fight is going to be fantastic. Alexa Grasso has Great, great boxing. Macy Barber is very good everywhere. Obviously, better hands than uh, the grappling game, but she has been training under Ben Askren, so I completely expect her wrestling and her grappling to really take a shot up after that. Uh, and then the main event. Man, we've been waiting for this fight for, what, 10, 9, 10 months now? Gilbert Burns, the challenger against the champion, Kamaru Usman. Um, now, you know me. It's really hard for me to bet against Usman, especially what he has done recently. But Gilbert Burns is a problem as well. Uh, he has the 
He has the experience edge on him. I think that he's a bit faster. Um, my favorite quote from this fight week. Yeah, I said last fight week. Now we have this fight week. My favorite quote was, this is the gist of it. Kamara Usman is content on dominating you when I'm looking to finish you. So I do see that Kamara Usman can control people for you know, fights 25 minutes, he's controlling you for 26. Um, he is just, his relentless pressure really is tough to overcome. But Gilbert Burns really has devastating power and his grappling is just fantastic. We saw what he was able to do to Damian Maya. We saw what he was, how he dominated Tyrone Woodley, um, I don't even know how to score this fight. Um, Kamara Usman, like I said, is extremely tough to bet against. But I just want to see a great fight. And I totally expect for this to be that. Kamara Usman, you know, he's not the most exciting fighter. But if you like dominance, tune into this fight. Because Kamara Usman is guaranteed to push this guy against the fence. Now, what Gilbert would do with it, I'm looking forward to seeing that. This is a great fight. Main card starts at 10 o'clock on pay-per-view. I urge everybody to tune in. But that has been this week's YBE MMA. I am Josh Prepigina. You can find me on all forms of social media. Elroy Prepson, one word. You can find the show on Instagram and Teespring. YBE MMA Podcast. Um, if it's your birthday, happy birthday. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week.